I'm pulling on my driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for the drive to work. Okay, so I've been doing a series of three color philosophy podcasts. Uh, thus far, I've done eight. I'm up to number nine. So today is blue, red, white. Uh, so it's uh, the wedge in which red is uh, the center color. Uh, so wedges mean there's a color and there's two enemies. Um, and so we're up to blue, red, white. Okay, as with all these podcasts, I will start uh, talking about the color, then I will talk about the pairs of colors, and then I will talk about the three colors, how I, how I do these things. Um, and I've been trying to change up a little bit how I talk through the individual colors, just uh, since for those of you that are listening to all of these, uh, just I, I, I try to switch up a little bit. I mean, the, the main point is the same, but I'm just trying to just not sort of explain it exactly the same each time. Okay, so let's start with blue. So... Blue's big thing, fundamentally, is the idea of potential. Um, Blue wants to sort of find the ultimate version of itself, right? Uh, Blue wants perfection through knowledge. Uh, And what that means is, is that Blue blue understands, or Blue believes, um, in the idea of potential. In the idea of, hey... I, have, I could be many things. I could do many things. And so the key element of what Blue wants is it says, hey, how do I get to, how do I reach my potential? How can I, you know, it's born a blank slate. How do I get to be the best version of myself that I can? And what Blue says is, well, I got to learn things, you know. And the reason Blue values knowledge is like, well, the more I understand of the possibilities of the things I have access to, the more I educate myself the more I understand the technology and tools available, the more that I um, maximize and understand how the world works, the better that I can become, the better my potential, the, the more I can reach perfection. Um, and when Blue talks perfection, it really means it at many different levels. You know, it wants to figure out how to be the best it that it can be. Um, and there's a, a, oh, there's a lot of... There's a lot of means to doing that. Um, knowledge is the most important because fundamentally what Blue believes is if I wanted to be the best that I can be, I have to understand the possibilities. I have to understand what can I be? What skills can I gain? What knowledge can I learn? You know, Blue has to understand all that. Um, and so that is the key to Blue realizing its full potential. Okay, Red. Red believes that, like, fundamentally, you have to stay true to yourself. You know, follow your heart in the sense that Red believes that, like, internally, you have a little voice inside of you that kind of knows what it wants. You have a gut. And the key is to listen to your gut. The key to be happy is, you know, so many people are swayed by other factors that they let other things move them from what they fundamentally want. And Red is like, I got to listen to that little voice. That little voice is telling me what it needs. That I have this little voice that is telling me what it wants. And I just have to feed that little voice. I have to follow that little voice. I have to do what that little voice is telling me. Um, And so what that means is, when Red has impulses, it follows its impulses. You know, if I am sad, then I need to be sad. I need to feel sad. I need to do what sadness wants me to do. If I'm angry, I gotta act on anger. I gotta do something. Red is very much about action. So it's, it's... Freedom through action. And what that means is, red is like, 
not only do I want to follow my heart, I want every person to be able to follow their own heart. And Red understands that, look, there is chaos in that. But Red is like, do not fear the chaos. It is through chaos that amazing things happen. That all chaos is, is people are afraid of things they can't understand. And chaos is scary to people because they don't understand it. You don't know where things are going. But in chaos is beauty. And Red really believes that if everybody can sort of do their thing, will conflicts happen? Yeah, conflicts are part of life. If I want something and you want something, maybe we fight over it, but that's okay. That's how we figure out who gets it. You know, that Red really looks at, um, at it and, and it's like, fundamentally what I want is I want everybody to understand they have this little inner voice and feel free to follow that little inner voice and do what they need to do. And yes, that does mean on some level, you know, there are maybe extra conflicts, but it means those conflicts get resolved. It means that people, people come to grips with what they're doing. And Red is really big, um, you know, Red is big on passion. Red is big on emotional connections. You know, Red really believes in having friends and lovers and, you know, it, it cares about other people. You know, it doesn't care about strangers quite in the way that White does, but it cares about people that matter to it. And that Red really is, I got to do what I got to do. I got to act. And fundamentally, Red's big belief is the idea that um, I have to take my future into my hands. I have to do things about it. That the, the future won't change unless I'm active about it. That I'm, I'm proactive in doing what I want to do. And so Red is very much about, hey, I got to recognize my needs and then I got to take actions to meet my needs. Okay, we get to White. So White really says, look, what I want is I want everybody to, to be happy. I want everybody, if you look at the world and you look at all the resources of the world, there are enough resources to give everybody what they need. Like, like if we sort of treated this problem lar- at large and said, okay, you know, why is there crime? Why is there poverty? Why is there starvation? Do any of these things need to happen? And the answer is no. White says, our problem is that we are so focused on our own individual needs that we don't understand that we have the power of working together and and solving all our problems. There's enough food for everybody to eat. You know, there is that, you know, what is crime but people needing something they, they don't have access to. You know, what is, what, why, are the, why, are there inju- why is there injustice in the world? It is because we as a people have been taught wrong. We have impulses and things that lead us astray. But if we could just say, you know what? If I'm thinking not about just myself, but about all of society, all people together, and I say, hey, if I make choices that think about the good of everybody... All of us can benefit. All of us will reap, reap the benefits of that. And that, that is just White's idea of that, you know, people suffer alone and they don't need to. That if people work together, there's so much that we can do as a society, as a group of people, that peace, so White is uh, peace through structure. White is like, look, if we can just get together and just understand the power that we have as a group, now, White understands that people get led astray. 
by all sorts of things. So White is like, you know what? I'm going to make things easier for you. I'm going to create structures that remind you of the right thing to do. I'm going to make laws, civil laws, that say, hey, if you do something that you know you're not supposed to do, there's a penalty for it. You could go to jail or you can get sued or there's a structure that says, hey, you do things you're not supposed to do, there's a consequence for that. And then I'm going to make uh, rules that are, that are moral rules as well. I'm going, to make, I'm going to make religion and I'm going to teach you, hey, there's right and there's wrong. And right helps your fellow person. Wrong is selfish and, and hurts people at your own expense. And so White says, I'm going to make these rules, these civil rules, these moral rules. I'm going to make these, these rules to help people. Because people can be led astray. But through structure, through people learning, I can get people to do what is right for society as a whole. Okay, those are the, the, the three colors. Okay, so let's now look at the pairings of the colors. So I will start with the two enemies. Uh, wedges are two enemies and an ally. So let's start with the enemies. Okay, so first up we got blue-red. Okay, blue is like, hey, I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find perfection. I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm, tr- you know, I'm going to be careful. I want to use my intellect to be very exacting in how I'm acting because I don't want to miss opportunities. I don't want to find out that I could have had been, I could have missed out on an element of perfection because I wasn't paying attention. So blue is slow and thoughtful. And most of all, blue is cerebral, that it thinks through its choices. It, at every level, it wants to understand the ramifications. So blue is very, very core centered in the intellectual, in the thought. Red is like, look, I got to live my life. That how do I find answers? I act. I do something. And red is very much lives in the moment. Red is all about emotions of what do you feel and acting on those feelings. So, for example, um, there's, I mean, with any conflict, there's a bunch of ways to think of the conflict. One of the ways to think of the blue-red conflict is intellect versus emotion. You know, blue wants to sort of think things through, or red wants to sort of feel things through. Um, blue is all about going slow and careful, and, and red is about acting in the moment and being spontaneous. Um, you know, blue, blue wants everything to be done with precision, and red wants everything to be done with passion. And precision and passion are very different things. So blue looks at red and just sees red as reckless. Like, how are you finding your potential when you're just not thinking through ramifications? You know, blue sees red as short-sighted. Like, you're doing things that maybe make you happy in the moment, but are going to cause you problems in the long term. That you're just not, you're not being careful. And red looks at blue and sees blue as being aloof. How are you ever going to, like, how are you ever going to find your life when you're afraid to do anything? When you're afraid of action? When you're, you know... You're so inflexible and not willing to be in the moment. And so blue and red look at each other and, and say, hey, you know, you are very much the opposite of what I want to be. Okay, red and white. So red is like, I want to embrace people being true to themselves. I want each person to listen to their own inner voice and act on it. White is like, I need all of us not to, to lead to our personal impulses, but to think of the group to think outside ourselves, to think of how our actions affect other people. Um, So red looks at white 
and sees white as um, unfeeling, as um, unfocused. Like, red is like, hey, you know, white is sort of too afraid. Red looks at white and says, you're afraid to sort of experience life. That you are, that everything you do, there's a rule for everything. Red wants freedom. White's all about rules. Red, you know, red is sort of like, hey, white, you, you are just making arbitrary rules that are keeping people from being true to themselves. That you are being, you know, red looks at white and sees white almost as being fascist, right? Red is like, what are you doing? You are, you are preventing people from seeing their freedom, of, of being free. Now, white looks at red and sees chaos, you know, that red is trying, I mean, white is trying to make peace, and red is like, hey, if you feel mad, punch somebody. That's very much at odds. That white's whole shtick is the way we as a society get what we need is that we get beyond our own impulses. And red is nothing but impulses. And so, uh, very much so, red uh, red sees white as being this fascist force that is restricting people, and white sees red as being this source of chaos that is endangering all. Okay, now we get to white and blue. So white and blue are the two enemies of red, so they are allied colors. Um, So blue and white is very much about um, the importance of larger structure as a means um, to aid civilization, if you will. Um, Blue, blue, for example, wants to perfect every aspect of his life. One aspect of his life has to do with the world it lives in. Hey, if I live in a society, if I live in um, a place in which people are advancing each other, like Blue very much understands the need of society. If I want to become the best that I can be, doesn't it help if people are working together? Because people working together can do things that individuals can't do. That there is a lot of potential that comes from working as a group. Now, blue has its, its personal side. Blue leans toward black also. But it definitely has this desire and need to try to look at the group as a tool for perfection. That not only do I have to perfect myself, not only do I have to perfect who I, I am as a person, but I want to perfect my society. I want to perfect my civilization. I want to... I want to make cities. I want, you know, there's, there's so much good that comes from working with other people. And White looks at sort of civilization and says, hey, you know, part of what I have to offer people is say to them, hey, there are benefits of working together. And yes, I mean, some of the benefits is you don't go hungry. Um, but that's very much, you know, it's hard to see the thing, like, if, you're, if you've never gone hungry, it's hard to under, you know, like, yes, if you've gone hungry and then have food, you, you realize how important that is. But if you've never gone hungry and you've always known food, it's sometimes hard to understand that, right? So there's a lot of tangible things that you can see in society that white understands, like, civilization gives people um, connection and purpose. And, you know, white sees that civilization is a nice tool. It's another thing to draw people into doing the right thing. That if I get to know my neighbors and I care about my neighbors, now I want to act in the best interest of my neighbors. That creating a civilization where there is power that comes from the group makes you more inclined to want to help the group. 
So like I said, blue and white uh, approach civilization kind of a different means that what they're getting out of it is slightly different, but they have a shared interest in that civilization is very important for them. That is something that they want to have. Okay, so now we've gone through all the two colors. So let's get into the three colors. Now, I will explain this. I always explain in these. Um, normally, with any sort of faction or group, you have ends and you have means. And what that means is, uh, an ends is a goal. What do I want? The means are the tools that I can get there. Traditionally, you can only have one goal. You, like, you have to be focused on one thing. One thing's your primary purpose. Um, you can have many tools. Uh, so, when it's two color, one's the ends, one's the means. When it's three colors, usually one is the ends and two are the means. So let's start with red as, uh, since, uh, um, once again, let me stress that wedges in their natural state, it's the enemy color that's kind of the center. That's the most, that's the low-hanging fruit. The first time we did wedges, which was Kant of Tarkir, the block structure we were using had the clans change over time. And at the end, at Dragons of Tarkir, they ended up being allied color. Well, the only way to keep the clans but get there was to drop the enemy color. So we couldn't center them in the enemy color. Um, so Jeskai, which was the wedge from Kantadarkir, is actually centered in um, uh, blue, not centered in white. Um, so I'll get to blue in a second. But uh, Okay, so red, what is red end? Red wants freedom. Red wants a world where people can act on their impulses. Red wants a world in which people are, not only can, they're inclined to, they're encouraged, that it's, it's a society in which people, like, value following their heart above all else. Okay, well, how do you do that? Well, let's look at the tools of white and blue. So blue provides the idea of knowledge, right? Blue says you can learn about things, you can understand things. Um, so in a world in which you want to be true to yourself... Well, knowledge is not a bad thing. Now, the interesting thing there is um, when you talk about red, uh, the knowledge you're most interested in is actually internal knowledge. You want to understand what... Like, the thing about red is red wants to follow its impulses. Well, if I, under, if I can learn more about it... Um, the funny thing is when you get blue and red together, you start getting into psychology, right? Is I want to understand my... I have all these emotions. I want to understand them. So the tool of blue... Red can really say, okay, I want to, you know, I want to be true to myself. Well, how do I be true to myself? I first understand myself. So when you, when you have red ends and blue means, you start having a lot of introspection. You tend to have a lot of time where you're looking in to understand what's going on. And that is something that is, um, not that blue doesn't look internal. It does. It does. But, um, a lot of blue traditionally is kind of looking without and understanding what exists you know, what can I do that I don't know about? Where red's a little bit more of trying to understand the nature of who you are and what you are, and then being true to that. Okay, now white is all about structure. And so if red uses the tools of white, meaning if I want to live in a world where I want to act on my impulses, well, it helps if the world is structured that way. It helps if, like one of the things that white does really well is it sort of says, hey, people are motivated by the means by which they live, the structure in which they live. So, red with white resources says, I'm going to make a world in which 
the way to live is to live your truth, is to live your impulse, you know. So red with, with a white influence, with white tools says, okay, I'm going to now make a world where everybody's living to their truth. They're using the blue part of it to look within and understand themselves better. And in a white, um, the white element means I make a society where people understand that is what we prioritize. And so in that world, um, it is not as chaotic as a mono-red world because there's more introspection and there's more structure for the way that things are supposed to work. One of the problems with mono-red in a vacuum is when everyone just acts in the moment and there's no pre-planning of any kind, you get total chaos. Um, Red with white and blue helping it gets more of a controlled chaos. Yeah, there's still some chaos. Internal can be somewhat chaotic. But you're living in a place where people are spending time and energy looking within. And it's a society in which people are um, encouraged to do that introspection and encouraged to act out in such a way. So um, a red ends with white and blue means is definitely a lot more of a place that is more in touch with itself. That is more that uh, blue, red, white as a, as a group is probably the color combination that is at most in tune because it wants to understand, you know, it, it has this need to explore and understand. It has this, it, it cares about this internal thing. I mean, blue, red, white, I think is about um, finding your true self and maximizing, especially with red means of how do I be the best me that I can be? You see that little edge of perfection. How do I make a society in which I'm, I'm master what things can be? So, you know, red with white means means that it is not total chaos, that there's, there's structure to what it wants. And, but then you get red looking within and red sort of trying to find internal happiness. So in this makeup with red ends and blue and white, you really get some sort of, interestingly, almost a, a place of spirituality, a place of, of truly valuing how you feel and what you need and what you want and finding the means to do that. And a society in which everybody understands and values those goals. Okay, now let's take a blue center. So blue center says, I want to reach perfection. I want to be the best that I can be. Okay, so the, using red as a tool, red very much, the, the thing that red has to offer that blue doesn't, is red is willing to sort of make choices on, in the moment. Red is willing to explore things. And red very much has an attitude of, let's try it. I want to try something. If it doesn't work, I'll try something else. Blue's nature in a vacuum, mono blue, is I'm going to examine every element. So by the time I try something, I think I have the best chance of success because I've thought through every ramification. Red, though, says, you know what? I'm going to go with my gut. I'm going to try the thing that works. And if it doesn't work, I'll try something else. So red offers blue um, a little bit more of a hands-on quality, a little bit more of a willingness to experiment in a way that blue in a vacuum doesn't. Blue really wants, um, the, the, my, my parallel here is, in design, for example, um, there's a lot of theory crafting, meaning we make a mechanic and we think through the mechanic. We try to understand the problems the mechanic will have by kind of thinking it through, comparing it to other mechanics and such. But at some level, theory crafting only gets you so far, right? We need to play test. 
We need to actually put the rubber to the road. We need to, how is this mechanic going to work when we actually play with it? Um, and I think the playtesting part of it is very much a red influence. The theory crafting is the blue influence. Let me think through what I know. But I think what red offers blue is this practicality. It's this actual in-world in use that I'm not afraid of trying things because red's whole philosophy is, hey, if I mess up, I'll just try something different. Blue really has this kind of fear of if I take action, maybe I do the wrong thing and then forever I've gone down the wrong path. And red has a very different attitude. Red's sort of idea is, hey, you learn by trying. You learn by doing. And so when blue has a red element to it, it is trying to do things. It, want, you know, it really has a more hands-on approach. Now, when you add white into it, white, the thing that white has blue for blue ends, once again, is structure. White can really say, um, whatever you add white to, it's sort of like, okay, let's create a system where we prioritize this output. Normally, white wants to bring peace to everybody. That's normally white's output. But imagine if the output was perfection. White might say, okay, let's, you know, white is very methodical. And white could say, let's build the entire structure so that it leads to, that it has everybody going in the same direction, that society as a whole wants to find perfection. And that's the thing that white will add to any, to any ends, is that it figures out how to create the tools and the structure to encourage everybody to want to do that and move in that direction. So you combine blue, blue's end perfection with white's ability to sort of encourage the group and push the group in a certain direction and red's ability to experiment um, and you get, you get a blue that's uh, a blue's perfection that is much more practical, it's more hands-on um, and it definitely is somebody who is willing to sort of learn along the way. Now, blue-centered, what Jess Guy was blue-centered. Um, and there was this very much about this idea of perfection in the Jess Guy and trying to be, be the best that you could be. But unlike sort of mono-blue, they were very much in the idea of it comes through experience. It comes through trying and testing and doing things. And there was a more hands-on quality to it um, and a more structural quality to it. Okay, the final one is what if my, uh, my end is white? What if what I want to do is end, end, you know, make world peace? I want to end crime and hunger and I, I want to end all the things that cause people pain. Okay, well, first off, I'm using blue and the knowledge of blue to say, hey, I want to, what causes people to commit crime? You know, what causes starvation? Why, why, like, it allows white to examine all the things that it wants to stop and rather than, like, a lot of the way white functions is very much on, um, well, I know if people are disincentivized to do that, I can try to encourage them. But the thing that adding blue to white's end is blue really craves knowledge, right? Blue wants to understand. So if white wants to stop crime, why is crime happening? What causes crime? What are the main factors that makes crime exist? So adding blue into white's mix it really gives white a lot more knowledge and understanding of the things that need fixing. And so it allows white to use its tools much more pinpoint to solve things. The other thing uh, is red. And I think what red adds to white is that white very much is afraid. White sort of fears the individual. 
and fears the impulses of the individual because white doesn't understand it, right? White is like, all I know is if you follow your impulses, it will make you want to do selfish things. That's contrary to what we want. So let's just clamp down on that. Don't think of, you know, white is so much think the group, think the group, think the group that it doesn't let uh, the individual express itself. But you add a little bit of red in, you add somebody that says, hey, I need to care about what I'm about myself. I need to follow my heart. And you mix that into the structure. And so, well, if I'm trying to find, for example, let's say I'm trying to lessen crime. Well, what in turn, you know, like for example, um, trying to understand, like finding the emotions that get there. For example, maybe if people are more sympathetic, maybe if people understand each other more, you know, red really, emotions can be used for positive. Um, I know white sort of fears, because white doesn't understand emotions, it fears the, the downside of them. But with white using red means, you get the upside of emotions, right? For example, the idea of sympathy and empathy, that one of the ways you might stop crime is by getting people to understand what crime is doing. That if you realize that um, my actions might cause others pain, and I can feel, I, rep- I understand that, I can feel their pain, it, it allows you to act in a different means. And the thing that red adds to sort of a white structure is this internal looking, this is using of, of emotions as a resource, you know, and that I think what happens when white gets sort of some, you know, white ends with red means is white is a little more willing, instead of being afraid of emotions, it will embrace emotions. And there are a lot of emotions, especially like I said, there's a whole range of emotions that are about understanding other people and feeling for other people. You know, something like empathy or sympathy, the idea that like, oh, I don't like to be in pain, so to see others in pain causes me pain because I can, I can relate to that pain and I don't want them in pain. Um, so with white, with white ends, um, you know, using the sort of internal looking of red, along with the knowledge of blue, um, that's another big thing I want to get. And this is kind of true for all red, white, blue, that there's an introspection that comes. Blue has knowledge. Red has this em- emotional sort of intelligence. And white has this need to try to find the good of things, to think of the, the implications from a larger group. And you bring all those things together and you, you really get a color combination that is kind of the most in tune with itself. Um, there's a spiritual LD green, I guess it's not here, but very much of someone that says, I'm looking within, I'm understanding within, and I'm understanding how that impacts the people around me. It really brings forth this... Um, desire to understand how, like, it, it's nice in that it marries the introspection and emotional um, intelligence of blue and red with the desire to understand the larger community of white. Um, and I think when you get them together, it's definitely a group, I mean, it's no mistake that, like, um, Jess Guy is, is a bunch of monks that are, like, really coming in tune with themselves and understanding and, you know, that there really is a um, element to blue, red, white that is very 
internally understanding that wants it, you know, that has a sense of motivation and is trying to make the better person in a way that is both with looking within and looking without. Um, that taking the knowledge of blue and looking both both directions, because red likes to look in, white likes to look out, and having that balance between the two really creates a, a faction that is introspective in a way that the other three color factions are not. Anyway, guys, I'm now pulling up to my building. Um, uh, so we all know what that means. It means it's the end of my drive to work. So I hope you guys are enjoying this. Uh, I have one more of the three color philosophies to go. Um, they're a lot of fun to do, and I hope you guys are enjoying them. But as it's time for me to go to work, I will say bye-bye. So I'll see you guys all next time. Ciao.